0: Good evening. It's five o'clock on a sunny summer's afternoon um, in London. Uh, one of my sons just arrived on, from Cayman for his first visit to the UK in three years. And I told him to bring eye shades because he won't be used to it getting light at four something in the morning. And he also won't be used to it not getting dark till well after nine o'clock in the evening in midsummer. Because in Cayman, um, it really doesn't vary terribly much from winter to summer. So it's pitch dark by 7.30 in the evening in the middle of summer. And with that, my guest this week is Kate Kandaya, um, who is based outside London and is the head of Cayman Connection. And has been is a Caymanian, has been very uh, connected to supporting Cayman and bridging, bridging dis- differences and distances between uh, for Caymanians in the UK and overseas and elsewhere off island, as we'd say. So welcome, Kate. It's a pleasure to finally get you on. <laughs> thank you. You did
1: finally get me on. I don't know whether you're scraping the barrel a bit for inspiring leaders, but I'm here and I'm proud to be here, so thank you.
0: <laughs> well, so let's just start. Talk a little bit about yourself and where the idea for Cayman Connection came from, how long you've been running it, where it is now. Give the listeners a little bit of a sense of it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. So, yeah, Cayman Connection now in its 10th year. We'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary next year. We're in our 10th year now. And um, it's been quite a journey. So you mentioned I'm Caymanian. I'm from the Cayman Islands myself. I've been coming to and from the Cayman Islands from a very early age. So, understanding the differences in culture, what it's like to be in an environment that you're not used to. Uh, Particularly with me, with British parents, there was a feeling that I should be automatically British, which I just didn't feel. Um, And I think there was a a lot of of intrinsic cultural confusion with me in those early days, and I I carried that with me. Um, So I Managed. I was uh, working with the Cayman Islands government office in the UK. Fantastic time um, helping. We had a, we had a number of students on our on our, on our database list then. Uh, but we do a lot to do with the Cayman Islands in the UK. And um, through networks, through people, through various individuals who were so keen to be more involved. And we also worked with the Department of Tourism. There just seemed to be just something lacking a bit, something where people could come, people could understand where they could be with right. like-minded people, with, um, with Caymanians they could network with. And there, there just was There were lots of people that wanted to engage, lots of groups and individuals, but nothing kind of holding it all together. So along with the Department of Tourism and the Cayman Government Office in the UK, um, I set up and founded Cayman Connection uh, with a lovely group of students uh, 10 years ago um, talking about what what a, a an island network overseas could look like. So it basically developed slowly and surely from then. And it's been a really sort of heartwarming journey as to what it's like for diaspora what it's like for people who are traveling overseas for various reasons um and how can we support them and how can we together as a community encourage each other support each other uh, it's been it's been amazing really amazing
0: and certainly and i was just contacting you the other day about another caribbean island a few times larger than ours than, than well our three islands and um and you know, as you know, with the different networks, as you know, as far as you're aware, what we do is really unusual, and this ability to connect. Because of course we have the Cayman Islands Government Office in the UK, which is London based, and they, we don't have a consulate per se, but they act on things like they'll help educate people on passport issues, etc. But there was this massive change propagated by Jennifer Dilbert from the Cayman Islands Government Office about 20 years ago, when Cayman students, Caymanian students, were eligible for home fees at universities. And it's now become a lot easier. But a lot of the universities went, no, but you're from overseas. And we had to explain that to them because the law had changed. And we have so many more students now than we might have done 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's almost become the majority. I think it may be the majority of students don't go to the US and Canada anymore. They go to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to fast forward to the to move towards the present, I think it'd be remiss not to talk about what was it like when the pandemic hit two years and three months ago because we had this diaspora and the diaspora students and others including you and i um but what was it like talk talk us through that because that was quite the experience for you
1: yeah do you know that was amazing on so many levels and i think back to it now Um, Leading up to the pandemic and the first few years of the organization, um, when I spoke to people talking about a global organization and the importance of that, obviously to support each other, but I I had mentioned and we talked about crisis communications and what to do in a crisis. And and obviously, um, we had the experience through Ivan. Uh, At that stage, we didn't have a uh, a diaspora network or community network. Um, We all had to pull together and communications were very different then. Uh, But leading
0: up... Just just to pause on that, this is because there are non Caymanians listening to this rick and Ivan were September 11, 2004 and devastated Cayman for months and there were, there was virtually no communications at that time. So the, we were working in the government office at the time. So you, there was yeah. that experience, but then fast forward and.
1: It, yeah, it was a real eye opener, that experience. Um, fast forward, I had been saying in, in, in times of a crisis, uh, there's a disaster, and that doesn't necessarily just mean one in Cayman. I was thinking one in Cayman or or one in one of various uh, locations, for example, Manchester bombings, terrorist attacks, things where we can communicate with our audience, with with our diaspora and our community immediately knowing who they are, knowing where they are and get in touch with them. So we had a few smaller cases like that where we were able to say, this is why this is really important. I had no idea what was coming, obviously. And with the pandemic, I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, in a sense, Cayman Connection really came into its own. Mm. during the pandemic because it was really what it was set up for supporting each other in a situation where no one can even imagine um so i mean i'm so grateful to get to know you better during that time because so i think it was really although we'd known each other for years it was yeah. really during that time that we got to know each other and a lot of others in the in the mm. network who we knew of but we hadn't been engaging so with it was it was a really incredible time of ensuring we're getting the right messages across, working with various entities um, to ensure that we were finding people, if people were finding us, um, obviously working very closely with the government office to ensure repatriation flights were, were handled in the best way possible, um, that, that the information streams about the next steps, everything was changing so quickly. Um, and as you know, that was very, very challenging, um, mm-hmm. trying to trying to manage and juggle all of those things. Um, but what we really found was that community just wanted to to stay in touch and, and engaged uh, and when you and I had several meetings about what to do next and um, you with the um, the then um, Cayman Islands government representative Andre Ebanks coming up with this idea to do a virtual yard meeting we call the virtual yard meetings where we gather once a week and just check in uh-huh. and um, so you, you came to all of the early meetings and, and really gave us a a structure and a format to work with so that we could really properly consistently engage with people and be there so we'd have a system where we check in first how are you doing is there anything that we can do for you what's your situation where are you and we'd go through certain needs and situations and then just have a have a lovely chat you know are, are you okay and um we were finding that whilst there were some situations of absolute urgent need um for for, yeah. for varied reasons you know i need i need to get home or my mother's ill, you know, I'm in the Philippines and I don't know where to go and they're closing the borders around me, so much going on. Um, But under all that is just a a human need to connect Mm. and a human need to feel like, despite this is all happening around the world, you are close to people, even if Mm. you're not really. And I think that's where it really came into its own. Let's Um, stick a pin there.
0: Um, There's something to, you know, feel proud of, I think, for us, is that our little island nation – um, was already good at it because we're in a hurricane belt. We'd had hurricanes in the late 80s and multiple tropical storm warnings over time. But Hurricane Ivan really created so many lessons for Cayman. So Cayman had, uh, you know, a small island of, at the top, well, 60 000 to 70,000 people roughly, um, had a hazard management unit within the government run by the amazing Danny Colburn, past guest on the show, on the podcast. And, um, but, we Caymanians know how to respond in a crisis uh, uh, collectively, and, and to support individuals because certain individuals, just the way people function, some people are not not great in a crisis. Um, so the government office was absolutely terrific, and I just remember pictures on social media of the representative and the staff at Heathrow because the flights weren't scheduled for a very long time; they were very infrequent. There were difficulty getting seats. Uh, repatriation flights. There were charters effectively. With the support of British Airways and the governor and the governor's office. So we're very good at that. And it was, it was, it felt really good to be part of uh, the initial setup where it really was simply, how are you? What do you need? And of course, those conversations could then be taken offline with you, with the government office. But I think that to me, the pivot point came when we, we had, now you can talk about the, uh, your Cayman Connection podcast in a moment, but the guy became your host, the incredible King Navasa. Um, who's based up in the Greater Manchester area. Um, and we came up with this mad idea of, of cooking together on one of the meetings. And huge credit to you, who self-avowedly is not, a, not, a, not an amazing cook. And mm-hmm. I just remember that was a pivot point, because from that point on, it moved a bit more out of crisis management and more into community. And I just love the fact you were able to laugh with yourself, and we all laugh with you, And there was Jevy and King, and you were saying, how much water would I put in when I cook the rice for the rice and peas? And it's like... Uh, you know, or how much rice do I put? And, and, and I remember Jeffy going, well, you know how much, you know how much rice your mama puts in? Well, put more than that. You know how much water? Well, put a little bit more than that. And you know, well, and Kate's just looking at the screen going, I have no idea. <laughs> but <laughs> that was such a fun event. And I know you recorded it, but I mean, that should be in the, the best of Cayman Connection. Um, well, we should, we, should we should throw
1: point. back on that. That was great fun. It was great fun. And I'm a so, terrible cook, but that was Well, just you, you made rice
0: and, you made rice and peas. So, so from that point, it felt like, you know, there's been things started. That was mid-2020, like two years ago. There's been a lot happened since then. So what sort of highlights have there been for you? And now really what are you doing? What are you focused on now? Not not even so much what are you doing, but what are you focused upon to support yeah. support community?
1: Yeah. Well, what we found through engaging with people and people coming on board and the community growing and fun events like that, that there were varied interests in – the community overseas and um, how we managed our events and how we did our events changed um, we structured things slightly differently um, and then we, we got to know what people wanted so we had environmental focused events and we had um, craft focus events like you say cooking as well um, and the one of the main highlights was leading up from all these events was uh, Cayman Day so we had we had the first ever Cayman Day last September in partnership with the Cayman Islands Government Office in the UK and it was a really another really another real pivot for us um in terms of getting everybody together in person after two years of lockdown. We had forged friendships, really, really close community friendships mm. with people we hadn't actually met in person. Over Zoom,
0: yeah.
1: Over Zoom. And then to all be there together, I'm sorry you couldn't make it actually. i oh, it was really sad. I think
0: I was um, in
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were like, Yeah, I know you came Monday in the UK, I'm going back home. <laughs> um so yeah, so we I mean to I mean the feeling there was just incredible and Mm -hmm. um for everybody to meet in person, to really, to really regroup and, and get that energy of, of life back again after a really difficult time. Mm. And then from then on, you know, the feeling with Cayman & Connection was very much just that. We're here to support each other. We're here to celebrate each other. We had mm. some great performance acts. We had a Caymanian chef. We had the market stalls. Um, so much that really sort of brought Cayman to the fore and made people feel really at home when they were overseas. In fact, with all the marketing communications, one of my favorite comments through social, I think, it was on Instagram somewhere with someone from Cayman a lot of people from Cayman were watching all the little videos and things and they said is it strange that I'm in Cayman but I actually want to be there <laughs> <laughs> and we got some great so that was a real highlight for us and and now is going to be an annual event we're holding a the next the second one on September um the 18th this year as well so hoping that anyone watching this who's interested in coming along in the UK will do so uh, so that was a real highlight um and then so what I'm focusing on from that and what I'm pulling out of this is another thing we recognized is how many Caymanians are doing fantastic things overseas. Oh. I mean, I know you've been on a number of the calls where we've just been gobsmacked things you yeah. know, on the ground going, you do what? And um, I think just to then,
0: pause before you, you get into that, you talked about connection and celebration and you'll move into that. Um, one of the things I want to highlight for people who might be listening to this later back in Cayman is that. One of the real learnings has been the, this still uh, in the first six months of the media back in Cayman was, oh, uh, we're helping the students get home. All right. But the recognition that we have a really quite significant diaspora in, in in the UK and also in other countries. But the UK is one where there's quite a lot of people because of the natural ties to the UK. Um we have people doing nursing qualifications. That chef you mentioned is London-based, right? Um, the person leading the dance and the fitness is, is middle of the UK, middle of England-based. Um, we have a, a quite amazing diaspora of people who have, for whatever period of time, it might be indefinite, it might be a certain period of years to build their career because of specialisms, um, but they're Caymanians who don't live in Cayman anymore. So we have the opportunity also to, you know, help them connect backwards and forwards and connect to people in the UK and, and start changing the message we give. And the one person that came to mind to me, and I didn't understand half what he was saying because it was really complicated, was we had a conversation, we had Dr. Mark Paramlal on there. Now, people in Cayman might know the name Paramlal, right, from, his, from the family, the Who You For conversation. Um, but Dr. Mark is absolutely world leading in his specialist clinical field. Right. And that's a Caymanian who is one of the very top people in the NHS serving 60 million people plus. Right. And when, when he talks, people listen. Um, now when we listen, we go, sounds really impressive. No idea what you're talking about. Yeah. But, but when, but clearly, uh, you, you know, you look him up and, you know, you're listening to that and going, that's really cool. We need to celebrate that kind of stuff and let the people back home know that there are amazing things that Caymanians of all levels of life and career and study are doing in lots of different countries. And I think that's a handy segue for you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, and a little step before where we're getting to is is we went then from saying we need to celebrate this people. So that's where we started with King, the um, Celebrating Caymanian oh, yeah. Overseas podcast, um, which more and more people came out. And, and then you really – the podcasts are lovely. You really get to the story of of, of those people and, and how they got to where they And what it feels like for them to be a Caymanian Overseas, you know, you know breaking the ground in various areas. And so that's been really, really fantastic. So in doing that, we still felt we need to do more. Um, You know, is this message getting back to Cayman? Are these people, you know, understanding how appreciated they are for Mm -hmm. the Cayman Islands globally on the global stage? Um, So then we thought, how can we do this more? And we have now launched uh, this year for the first time the Cayman Connection Making Waves Awards, and we 're very very excited um, to have eight different categories of people. Uh, the nomination period is now but ends on friday um, so that 's Friday the thirtieth um, of June. so we need to make sure that we get as many nominations as possible um, for these uh, for these uh, Great new awards. And we've just seen the nominations come through. It's been really incredible already. And um, uh, so this is this is again, it's new for us. It's a new initiative. Uh, but we are really, you know, you talk about focus and it, it's interesting because the focus does change as you grow and you learn and, uh-huh. and you meet more people quite you know quite normally and and this i think has been really our our focus is is to celebrate what wonderful uh people and and cayman kind that we have all over the world and how that is is helpful for cayman the islands but also for each other and it's um that's definitely where with where the focus is at the moment
0: i think it's it's wonderful because uh, you know one of my feelings around Cayman. i mean you you know you're from Cayman, you went away to i assume boarding school quite a young age etc um so for different reasons we have different we both have fairly neutral english accents uh mine's because i only moved to Cayman in my early 20s right and i lived there for 27 years right so i thought well it'd be it wouldn't didn't never felt right i'm, I'm not neil murray who's you know scottish but has the broadest west bay accent that you'll ever hear different people adopt accents so we don't but there that's But I, I traveled around the world in my career and I felt with Ivan recovery and other things that Cayman Cayman is a place full of world-class people. Mm. Um, and, but small, in a small island, you know, effectively a colony of the empire, um, and that, that legacy still remains in the mind. It's like there is the, you know, encouraging belief that we can stand on our own two feet, that we can do amazing things, that we can be role models. Somebody was just talking to me, uh, there's one of my guests a few weeks ago, um, Sasha Romanovich, who leads a, a, a charity which got tens of millions of funding from dormant bank accounts. Wow. Which I believe is legislation that, so once a bank account's been dormant a certain period, it just returns to the crown and they decide where to put it. Uh, I believe that legislation was put in place in Cayman before it was put in place in the UK. Right. Because, you know, it's, well, what do we do with this? And then it shouldn't just sit there because then you have, you know, anti-money laundering rules and all this kind of stuff. And as we know, one of the messages we want to change is that Cayman is super compliant around these things. In fact, um, for British audience, there was a very popular series on BBC called The Outlaws written by Stephen Merchant, who's Ricky Gervais's writing partner. And, um, it's, oh, should we stash this money in the Cayman Islands? And we've all, all Cayman, every Caymanian has heard that so many times. And he went, no, you can't put it there. They've got really strict laws. If you want to stash money somewhere, you do it in the UK. We don't really pay attention to that at all, which actually is technically pretty much true. But I I veered off. The point I was looking to go back to was that you're making waves awards is a way for people in, for me, is a way for people in Cayman to recognize that there are amazing things being done by Caymanians, right? And we're talking about Caymanians overseas. But just the recognition that we have people who stand out, stand up, and do great and very cool things that that should be celebrated and all of this helps to encourage Cayman overall have a little bit more confidence that 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 we don't need to depend upon people from big countries you know we have the the, we have a lot of experts committed to Cayman, whether they were born there or not who who can really help the country in lots of ways so that's my soapbox but i think your making waves thing is tremendous um And um, the deadline is Friday. And you've already tasked me with nominating somebody in the sports category. And I'm going to be nominating young master Jordan Crooks, um, who just smashed K-Man records, at least one held by one of the legendary Fraser brothers, at the World Championships in Hungary. And he's the fastest freshman in NCAA history in one of the freestyle sprint events. That's faster than Caleb Dressel, who's the world record holder was as a freshman so um and he's a product of the program he's a product of over 30 years of progress which began with a lion which began really with the lions club digging a hole in the ground um which was the only pool we had for about 15 or 20 years amazing so
1: and it's it's back over to you sorry Fourfold. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not only showing what Caymanians are doing on the global global stage and and helping that sense of confidence, but it's also inspiring young new young leaders in 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 Cayman to say you you can do this too this is not insurmountable this is not a wide world out there but it can be done and i think that inspiration factor is really what we're looking at at doing as well to Mm -hmm. to inspire and show that it's you know anything's possible and that then they have and then to connect those people so they have someone they can actually talk to and mentor with and uh, and actually learn more about also what we found and you just you learn so much your eyes get opened when you when you do new initiatives that you know, Caymanians are, are very modest people yes. and um, don't tend to celebrate themselves and, right. you know, get on well with their lives and, and Cayman kind, obviously, generous, kind, but very modest. And we realized when even just when we were doing the branding and, and, the, and the, the flyers and, and everything, we celebrate Caymanians and Caymanians overseas. And, and we're like, something strange here. And we realized, I mean, it nearly brought a tear to our eyes. We realized that we don't see that word Caymanian big anywhere. And that to me was a real moment of realization. I was like, we don't celebrate that. Caymanians. It's always, you know, something, something's coming, Caymanians. And, you know, this is what we kind of want to shift. So we're shifting more than just, you know, this recognition of people, but actually a whole mindset of why shouldn't we celebrate each other? Um, and, and bring that whole sort of culture of celebrating each other into everything we do. It just occurred to
0: me because, you know, we, we are, we're three islands. Um, very small community, and you know, within our lifetimes, the population was ten to twenty thousand, and it's radically grown to 70,000. I'd sixty, seventy thousand. I say sixty to seventy because we it grows so goes it grows so fast we can't keep count. Um, but it's a very you know I learned this uh, managing and leading businesses and came out. It's it's an almost British in a certain way. It's quite passive. People are very quiet, very private, very modest, very humble. So to me, there's also in your branding of the initiative you're doing now is that does the name of it suddenly hit me? It's like, oh I yeah, know I don't want to make waves. <laughs> it's like
1: yeah. it just yeah. it just hit me
0: just now when you were talking about putting the word Caymanians up front and for the audience the listening audience there were big hands of you know the big big font size from Kate. And but it's about Caymanians, but it's it's also Caymanians who are making waves. You go, well is it a good thing to make waves? Well all of these waves are positive. Right. All positive
1: um, waves! Yeah, so actually, branding was interesting. We, we, we in the in the early branding, we had this huge wave, and we were like, actually that wave's too big. <laughs> <laughs> Not too big. Make waves. <laughs> so it's really interesting, you know, the mindset with with all of this. But it's been it's been really, really interesting, fascinating, and, and enjoyable experience. And I'm looking forward to to actually see. celebrating the people that that are winning.
0: So there's a lot more. When People can look up Game & Connection. You can join from anywhere um you've we've got you've you've got new people on board you've got one of our leading arts uh, and a- actresses Rita lavanovich involved with it and she's awesome you've got a bunch of volunteers and and you've taken the cayman day into regional meetups um uh you've got active managers in the us and canada um and we, there are caymanians in lots of countries but and um there's a, there's a lot, lot going on and you've got the Making Waves Award, which is current. You've got the Cayman Day in September. And I know, you know, you're still, there's always room for more sponsors to scale it even further. Um, clubs. One of the things I would observe about you is that you've been, and you've, you've highlighted this one way. I'll say it slightly differently from a different perspective is you do things with a context and the two things you're looking at are connection and celebration, right? And we had crisis because that's the insurance policy piece. It's like we have a national airline, which really at this stage exists as an insurance policy for crisis. It, 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 that's why that's its main reason for being right. Um, it's diff- I used to work at Cayman, I was 30 years ago. It was a different then it was about expanding the tourism market. And it still is a part of that, but really if nobody ever questions the subsidy that goes to that airline, because it will be there when we need it and Cayman connection and the government office are there for that. So, you know, um, Connection celebration and crisis I mean it's there it 's important, but the, all the connections you 've made has you 've just gone, oh so and so said this, we can do this, we can do a soca session, we can do a fitness February, we can have a book club, and there's all of these things going on via WhatsApp groups, zooms, and you know some in person stuff, which is great, but broadly we 're so widely spread we 've ad- ad- adopted online from the, the, the positives of the pandemic you 've got all this stuff happening. And it's happened, a lot of it's happened because you've just been open to going, this is working, this isn't working, let's change this, let's do that. So great kudos to you in leading it. What do you see, what do you see as the next evolution? If you look into your crystal ball just a little distance, what might you do after Cayman Day? You know, what might be the next thing that Cayman, with the context of connection celebration, do you have any idea what might come after that?
1: Yeah, Well. Gosh, I have lots of ideas. I could be whole all, all, all day. But what I really like to see is is the network growing. It's obviously growing globally, but a, a better understanding of the network back home in Cayman, and to have that have that group in Cayman be ready to support those that are coming back as well. So we feel yeah. like we have a lot of attention to our network overseas, and right. now I kind of want to bring it home, like I do with with everything. Yeah. And and really grow that understanding of what Cayman Connection is back home on the island. So everybody, not one person in Cayman, doesn't know who Cayman Connection is and what Brilliant. Cayman Connection is. Well, that's, that, that, will make some waves, that will make some waves, Ms.
0: Kandaya. That will make some waves. <laughs> because I, I didn't mention that, you you know, you do have a, a an active and and decent-sized group of Caymanians who typically as students, have been overseas and are now maybe in their mid to late 20s and are building things and mentoring programs for careers and such like. So those who know, know, but really what you're now talking about, let's make sure everybody knows. And then from that, new connections and new will be made. And who knows where it goes from there? But that's, that's a very, that's a, that's a strategic piece. You want everybody in Cayman to know, Cayman Connection is a conduit, right? But they want to know about Cayman Connection, therefore that there are Caymanians they can connect to and, overseas in lots of different ways so absolutely fantastic um, and we've both been talking quite fast as I only realized when we we're on the podcast we're both quite fast talkers
1: yeah. <laughs> but
0: we've got covered an awful lot of ground in half an hour um, it's been an absolute pleasure and there's a lot in there for people to listen back to what uh, and, and we have a global audience on this podcast but, but we're focusing on Caymanians in Cayman and, and, and elsewhere in the world What sort of closing remarks or messages might you have for them?
1: I would. Be kind and stay connected. Um, Stay connected and engage because you can get so much out of that. We haven't even touched on mental health, but being kind to each other, celebrating each other and connecting can do a world of good individually and as a group. So that's what I would say. Stay connected and get in touch.
0: So you started out on this podcast, and I didn't stop, I didn't catch you in it, which I have done before in our one-to-one conversations. You started out minimizing your impact as an inspiring leader. Okay. I hope you listen this, to this podcast back and rethink that. Thank you for inspiring me, and I'm sure you, through your words today and your actions leading the network, um, your kindness, your connection, and your celebrating of Caymanians, you yourself inspire yourself and others. So thank you so much for being my guest today, Kate.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tom.